This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, coffee done and dusted. If I'm shaking at 1am, I'm going to come for Shitting dog, won't you? (laughs) (laughs) Right, here we go. Sit down, drink water and relax. Nobody talk. Well, apart from us, of course. We've reached the October half-term break of the 2023-24 season, so we decided what better thing to do after a rocky couple of weeks than sit back and take stock of the current situation. We'll be reviewing City's start to the campaign so far and asking whether things will improve or get worse down the line. It's Wednesday, the 11th of October. I'm Amos Murphy. And I'm Lee Bardsley. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for good to win. It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Luke. For full clarity, I've just downed a shot of espresso. So if you hear me murmuring or slurring, everything is okay. It's just the caffeine rushing to my head. And I think after the last couple of weeks, a few people in the city community have had rushes of blood to the head. Um, Luke, you're not one of them. Ever the calm presence. And that's why we've wheeled you out today. Obviously, a rocky couple of weeks. City having lost three of the last four. Things are in crisis mode, aren't they? Should we all rip up our season? ticket should we go and start supporting a different club instead hey well thank god for the e-tickets nowadays there's no ripping anymore <laughs> hey we're all still i like that um sit here in a bit of turmoil let's bring on the positive one uh let's bring him on and then uh, <laughs> and then everyone can either laugh at him or or agree and try and bring him bring spirits up but yeah um yesterday was a bit naff wasn't it mate 
Yes, yes. In uh, in relation, that is of course in relation to the game against Arsenal, which City lost. Um, I gave my opinions, as did Andrew Detmer on Monday's show. Luke, what did you make of it? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a spirited performance. I felt City did enough to get a point, which in truth, I think is probably what they at least set out their stall to get. Guardiola will never go to a, a match, especially in a, a big game like that, and and intend to just leave with a point, but. The idea, I felt, was don't lose the game. And barring uh, Nathan Ake deflection, City didn't lose the game. Obviously, the scoreline, they, they lost it. They didn't get any points for it. But you, you get where I'm coming from. They played well yeah. um, to what they were meant to be doing. Whether or not that was what you think they should be doing, I think is the question people are asking. But one of them, I think, it just happens. That's fine margins in football. Agreed, yeah. It's, it's, it's a case of both both managers didn't want to lose. Arteta didn't really go for it either. Mm. Both managers were in the same boat where it was a case of don't lose. If you lose, it could hamper your season quite drastically. If it's a draw, you, it's going to move on to the next game, aren't you? Mm. A win either side, as long as you don't batter the team, it's one of them where it's so early on, you never know. Um, personally, for me, we just didn't... We just didn't like, their keep was shaky, like Raya from the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was on the ropes. He looked like he was shitting himself every time the ball came near him. And why, why, why not have a pop shot? Why, why not just have, have a couple of goals from 25 yards out, test him, let's see how his handling is. He's barely played all year. Ramsdale's been number one for the majority of the season. Like, mm-hmm. Just have a couple of pop shots, see what happens. If he saves them all comfortably, then you go back to square one. But I think uh, they're very well drilled out in Man City at the moment, especially the players. They, they know the system. They know what their job's supposed to do. The job's trying to work, work space. Once you get space, try and work the ball into the box and then get the shot from there. But we were just a bit, a bit flat meh. again. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most meh performance I've seen in a while where we just, Arsenal there for the taking there. And I get it. I get it. We're a new team. We've got some players who are trying to get to grips with the system. But come on, give it a go, lads. Like, you're better than what you showed yesterday. And I think that's the thing that hurt the most is, both sides are a lot better than what they showed yesterday. Um, and hopefully that we'll show it as soon as the international break ends. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like, my, like, like I said before, my overall thought is uh, I had issues with the team selection. I felt City went, I think City should have had Jack Grealish playing. And I think that sort of, in Rodri's absence, what we've seen from Guardiola is this sort of uh, desire to over-tinker. I'm not going to use the overthink word because we've been through it before. When things go well, it's not overthinking. When things do badly, it is overthinking mm-hmm. or whatever. I just think there was a case of maybe trying to fix a problem that didn't exist or fix a problem that was there that created problems elsewhere. Um, it was so narrow. It was so narrow. And, yeah, and it, you know, yeah. Jack Grealish could do a lot of things. He doesn't do uh, some of the other things that people criticise him for, but one thing that he does really well is create width and create control in attacks via that width. And and especially with um, someone like Gvardiol, who started out and, you know, People expected him to come in as a left centre-back and he's playing more of a left-back. There's an absurdly overlapping run in the second half, I think it was, where or maybe the first half, I can't remember, where he put in a decent ball, you know, more of that. And Jack Grealish would, would easily compliment him. But I, I guess the team selection was a bit off. In terms of what he was meant to be doing, uh, or sorry, what he wanted City to do in the game, I felt like Guardiola probably got close to the, the, the sort of performance he was after um, in terms of don't really... City gave away chances. I think they conceded 12 shots, but... City 
had a better XG for their four shots they had. So it goes to show the quality of the shot. Bloody hell, Andrew Deck was on yesterday, <laughs> wasn't it? Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah, but, uh, but I, 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 you know, I, I am a, a fan of XG. I do think yeah. it can explain um, quite a lot of things. And, and from those four shots City had, they had better chances, so to speak. But anyway, it goes down as a defeat. It's another defeat for City. And that is three defeats without Rodri in that period of domestic matches, at least, when he was suspended. Obviously, City beat Leipzig in the Champions League. Um, it's turning into a bit of an issue, isn't it? Not having Rodri. And there are solutions. I'm not sure we've seen any that have worked. A game against Wolves, City should have won. The Newcastle one was a write-off, but you can maybe say that the players in there should have done better or at least given it a better go. And then Arsenal, which, again, just going back to it, a bit of a weird team selection, trying to fix a problem or creating problems elsewhere. Um, that kind of needs fixing doesn't it or, or is there a solution I don't know he's that good maybe maybe it's just a case of having Rodri playing 50 games for a season yeah it's hard isn't it I mean you, you, you've you got the best number six in the world at this current time and he's he's does something that's a little bit silly rushing blood to the head and mm. it's cost us two games to cost us six points which is a shame I'll talk about this at work today with um, a lad I work with who's a big City fan seen ticket holder as well um, was just, was just I, one one player should not have this big of an impact on a team. Mm. Like, it shouldn't happen. But it's not even a case of where, like, sometimes when a number six is out of the side, you find yourself becoming a bit more open, a bit more susceptible to, like, counter-attacks and stuff. But we weren't open yesterday, again, uh, well, uh, well, well you know, on Sunday against mm. Arsenal. We weren't open. We we were quite controlled in defensive, I thought. I don't think we yeah, yeah. deserved I thought we defended either. really well, actually. Yeah, we um... defended really well. And But it's going forward. Like, what's mm. happened? He's just like we 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 don't have that driving force now in midfield, which is scary. Where we just look a bit flat and a bit meh, which is awful when you look at the talent we've got. So if uh, mm. you are thinking like Bernardo's been out for a couple of games, injuries and stuff, like it's understandable. Teams are starting to figure out how and a bit now. Like you see in centre halves figuring out kind of how to defend mm. against him, get physical but don't go over the top. Saliba did a perfect job again. You've got to give him credit yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was very good. Gabriel was good as well, but Saliba was like, bearing in mind he's younger than me, and why does he <laughs> look like that? Why do I look like a five foot nine lad from Manchester? Do you get what I'm saying? He's probably because you're a, a five foot nine lad from Manchester. <laughs> I know, yeah, but look at him. It's like Ruben Diaz. He's younger than me as well. Look yeah, at him. True. Why does he look like that? Erling Haaland's like younger than both of us, by the way. Oh, mate, we're on the ropes, aren't we? And yeah. we're just Call it a day. Like, Call God. it. <laughs> but we just, it's just a bit flat, like. And also, I, I think I can I can see why we were, why we were kind of going in for Gakun Rice now in the mm. summer, like. Agreed. Imagine if we'd assigned him like what's that? he's a good player in it, like mm. very, very good. Um obviously we couldn't agree that fee and so happened. You can't really go about it, but just give Calvin a go. I I, I don't want to give him a bit more of a go because mm. we, we do need a six in there and I get he's been a bit slow, he's a bit slow on the ball, but just let him have a couple of games under a belt by the time he's done. But he doesn't trust him and it's all right. He, I think Calvin's time's up now. Maybe I'm going to turn mm. this Rolly McCool and we'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, I, I still think he can play a part. Um, I maintain that hope. I think he can be of use 
obviously it isn't going to be the use that he was intended to be signed by. And, and I, I guess I go back to it, that that period in between August and the World Cup, basically, where he was injured for 80% of it, 90% of it, and, and barely got any time to get up to speed, was was probably the killing of his career. Um, I, I, I genuinely think if he didn't have that injury where he had to have shoulder surgery, we're speaking about a much different Calvin Phillips. And, and maybe the quality isn't there. Maybe the quality hasn't been there all along. I, w- I would contest that, but obviously some people suggest that themselves. However, you miss out on that bedding in period. Do you know what it reminds me of? Like, back in the day, do you remember Negredo? When Negredo yeah. had his shoulder problem and yeah. he came back like half a player. It was reminding me of that where before before he had his shoulder problem, when he was at Leeds, he was class. Yeah. I really, good for England as well. And ever since, he just looks like... Yeah, well, he was part of an England team that made it to the Euros final and, and yeah, probably should have won the tournament um, obviously funnily enough next to Declan Rice and, and I still I, I still wouldn't mind seeing Calvin Phillips next to Rodri because I do feel if, if Calvin Phillips has one issue it is the, the covering the pitch defensively and we know that obviously Rodri's so perfect at doing that his, his sort of main characteristic in, uh, Calvin Phillips is, is, is his ball dominance he, he's a fantastic pass for the ball and I wouldn't mind seeing that in maybe a, a bigger game where you're playing against a more um, expansive opponent to have two bodies in there um, it's unlikely we'll ever see that which is a shame it, it truly is a shame um, I'm going to read out where City are so far this season just to give mm-hmm. a little bit of perspective because I do feel like I do feel like the last two games, rightly or wrongly, have warped what has been a pretty decent start for City. It has to be said. It obviously could have been much better. It could have been much worse. But this is where we're at. 13 matches played in all competitions. That includes the Community Shield and the UEFA Super Cup. City lost the Community Shield. They won the UEFA Super Cup. One of those is a trophy. One of them isn't. Make your mind up which one that is. City have won six out of eight Premier League matches so far this season. Obviously lost their previous two. They've been knocked out of the League Cup, but they have a 100% record in the Champions League. Luke, I would like you, please, if possible, to rate that City start out of 10. I would go seven and a half, maybe an eight. It would have been an eight if we wouldn't have been a bit of flat. I think it's better than I thought it would be, personally. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I I, I didn't expect us to come out of the traps and win six out of six, to be Mm. honest, in the league like, like we have done. Obviously, we have slowed down a bit now. I think we've, it's been a good start, and we and I think the reason why I'm rating it a seven and a half and an eight is because we have not played well. Well, we, have, mm. we no, we, we played well. We haven't played great, and I think not playing great and coming away third in the league, two points off top of the league, is a very strong position to be in. I yeah. think personally, yeah, that's interesting. Then um, I I agree. I gave it a seven. Um, I wonder, though, do you feel that perhaps maybe City's start to the season, in the Premier League at least, was a little bit of a red herring? And I say that because I saw a graph today before recording, which basically ranks every club in the Premier League's start to the season in terms of difficulty. And I think City were third bottom in terms of having had the third easiest start in terms of fixtures in the entire league. I think Everton maybe um another team. I can't remember where it was. I'll try and dig it out. But basically saying that City have had quite an easy start to the Premier League. And, and I go back to it yeah. that those first six games against who was it Burnley, Newcastle at home, granted, tough fixture, but 
home match against Newcastle, you'd expect City to win. Sheffield United, just been promoted. So two of the first three were newly promoted teams. Then I think it was Fulham, West Ham, and whoever else is in there, I can't remember. Oh, Nottingham Forest. So, you know, there's no real tough fixtures in there. Do you think maybe had there been an Arsenal in the first six, a Man United, a Chelsea, you know, a Liverpool, a, a big team, a Tottenham Hotspur, obviously they've been on fire. We're speaking about a different start to the season and maybe those cracks which we've started to see in the last couple of games have been exposed a little bit more, but earlier on. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think the, the main reason why we've seen these cracks out of Rodri Okay. Um, suspension, to be honest. All right, if you think about it, West Ham have had a really good start to this year. Newcastle, they've just beaten Paris Saint-Germain 4-1. Well, bat- mm. I'm going to say battered them 4-1. Right, they paid yeah, but they, they were off it, weren't they, when we played them? Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. weren't the so, same sort of team at the moment. No, so we we haven't... I, 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 I get your point where mm. it, it has been the, the calibre of opponents. We're not playing... Like your Tottenham's, your Arsenal's, week in, week out. I, I do get that. But you can only beat what's put in front of you at the end of the day. Yeah. And we've start we've started well, I think. I think this um international break has come at the perfect time mm. to just go away, go and play international football, go and have some fun and then come back and we can kind of work out from there. Because you the last thing you want is two two losses in a row, you go in into the next fixture and you're like, Oh my god. Like mm. the training ground would have been a I think Pep would have been a little bit a little bit I'd more agitated this week if old players when training yeah I think the players are more happy about the international break than, than Guardiola is because obviously you want to right those wrongs as soon as they come along but I think the players will be happy to just have a moment's breather and speaking of breaks which come at the right time join us after this quick one hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you can, please follow, subscribe, leave ratings and reviews. It will be greatly appreciated. Um, Today, then, obviously, if you've got this far, you'll know by now. But we're reviewing City's season so far, having a look at what's gone well, what's gone wrong. I want to just sort of hone back in on the matches we've seen City playing. Mm-hmm. In, in particular, speak about the, the sort of the system, the style of football City have been adopting. Because I said in part one that maybe the start of the season was a little bit of a red herring in terms of six wins from six. I don't think necessarily City deserved not to win any of those matches, but just in the sense that they maybe, if they'd have come up against a, a different, a, a more tougher opponent, maybe they would have dropped more points. However, I go back to what I was saying in a couple of other episodes where I still feel like City were riding the crest of the treble wave. And they, the, for me, anyway, looking at the fixture list, it was always going to be 
well, actually, I predicted from Arsenal onwards, and obviously we had the the, the shake up against Wolves because it's Arsenal, Brighton, Man United, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, Aston Villa, um, and then it's Luton going into December. So you know, it's a mammoth fixture this uh, the period of fixtures this, and, and it'll be interesting to see how City adapts to it. But from what we've seen so far, Luke, what do you think of City's? the way they've been playing football. Obviously, majority of it's been without Kevin De Bruyne and that's forced us into different changes here and there. But I think it's safe to say the team that won the Inter, uh, game against Inter Milan in the Champions League final isn't necessarily the same team as we've been seeing so far this season. Do you feel like it's been working for you or do you still think there needs to be some tweaks? They're building on it, aren't they? I, I feel like when you when you replace the winger like Mares with a winger like Doku, you're going to have to tinker and get used to mm. um, each other's strengths. John Stones being out has been the key one for mm. me. He was crucial to our system last year. And he looked so good, um, didn't he, when he came on against Arsenal? Exactly. There, there was yeah. one moment which is almost trademark John Stones. And I was with Hugh Murray, who is uh, of City Extra fame at the match. And we yeah. turned to each other and said exactly the same. It's when he picks that ball up and he's got a tra- he's got a you know such a characteristic stride that pass he plays in between the lines and it just he's like a gazelle yeah it's it's so beautiful to watch um, aesthetically and in terms of the football ability I guess but just the way he just splits that that defense that midfield and 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 that's been so crucial I think has been missing hence why the system has probably had to change as well yeah we we definitely been missing stones hundred percent like the, the way you can just keep hold of the ball and just retain it. Like, we've seen him beat three players so often last year. It's just what he does. He doesn't look like he should do what he does. He do, He's, what, six foot four, bit gangly. And, yeah, he, when he gets on the pitch, he's he's like a gazelle, isn't he? Beautiful, striding man. I love John Stones, for anyone listening. If you're mm. if you, if you, if you, if you unsure of my, my opinion on John Stones, he's a great man. <laughs> um, but it's, he's the key, I think, where we've really missed him. And I'm no. excited to see how he's going to fit back in the next five games, see what's going to happen to the system. I think Gavardio fitting perfectly as well, mm. like sliding into that left-back sort of, inside centre-back or like mm. wide. I, I don't really know how to describe <laughs> it. It's like a new new yeah. thing again. It's like on um, Football Manager when you just slightly yeah. shift your player a little bit upwards and you retrain them and they just move that slightly bit higher. Um, and it's just, a, a, you know, it, it, it's, there's no symmetry to it at all. You've just got no. this sort of collection, this blob of players, but it works so beautifully. That's, that's what we're seeing, I think, with Cavadio. And the wider defence, actually, Kyle Walker playing right wing. Yeah, he's good though, isn't he? He's very good. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've, I've, the problem with the system at the moment is we're not getting the best out of Haaland. And I think that's what we really need to have a look at in the next mm-hmm. sort of like four or five weeks where we've got one of the best goal scorers of all time. He just puts the ball in the back of the net if you give him chances. In the last two games, he's not had the chances to put the ball mm-hmm. in the back of the net. Um, so I think that's, that, that's the only worry with the system for me. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from that, it's been okay with the injuries and the suspensions considering. Um, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I agree with that. We're, we're actually on Friday going to do a little bit of an analytical uh, episode on Erling Haaland and, and what's gone wrong, what's gone right. So I'll try and park as much Haaland chat as possible. But I did want to pick up on the creativity issue because it seems to be, especially before the Rodri red card when everything just sort of descended into chaos, that was the main buzzword, um, mm-hmm. creativity. Are City going to be able to create as much? Are they creating as much without the likes of Ilkay Gundogan, uh, Riyad Mahrez, who obviously both left, Kevin De Bruyne, who's been out injured do you feel like City have had 
a lack of creativity this season. Now, I, I mean, I don't mean that in necessarily in the in the sort of players' sense, but in terms of the actual bare bones of it, do you feel like City are not creating enough chances? Because I say that. Going back before the Rodri red card, there was a period where I think it was West Ham, uh, Red Star Belgrade. I think there's a Nottingham Forest game in there as well, um, where we're speaking about early in Haaland missing chances. And now, yeah. fast forward two weeks, we're speaking about not creating chances for early in Haaland. So I guess there has been a little bit of a shift. I don't think there is a creativity problem. Um I just think it's about finding those players and putting them in the positions where they can utilise their strengths to benefit the wider team. Yeah, it's the last two games, isn't it? They're the only two where we've been a little bit slower and a little bit slow paced. But I think that's just because one of them we played against Arsenal and we didn't want to mm. lose to him. I just think that was the tactic. Wolves was just a bit of a freak game, I think. It was a yeah. bit of a shock to the system, really, not having Rodri playing and you know like how they set up with a quick scout attack. And it was just a case of sometimes they happen when you play against a low block, you just got to deal with it. Um but yeah, hopefully now we've seen when Rodri comes back, when Stones comes back, that's two. That's a lot of creativity to come back there, mm. like a lot. Not we're not just talking about straight assists as well, people. Like where ball into the box like a Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. We're talking about building from the back and creating the space for a Julian Alvarez to mm. slide a ball through for a Foden to have a half turn against a one on one. Like a lot of the times in the last few games, Foden's just getting two, three, and one because. People realising if you just overload him, he'll just try and beat you. And yeah. you can't always do that against three people. But if you've got a John Stones where, say, say for example, if you're a Martin Odegaard yesterday, you've got Foden to your left, you've got John Stones to your right. If a ball comes into Stones, you're not staying off him. You mm-hmm. have to press. Therefore, you've created space for Foden straight away. So it's a different way of approach when you've got your players back into the team. But yeah. I don't think creativity is something to worry about. At the end of the day, we've got international players all over the mm. squad who are very good. So hopefully it'll come good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I said that at the time and I almost feel like we need to split the season so far into two parts mm-hmm. with with and without Rodri. Um, there's a song in there probably um, <laughs> by, by the tune of you too. But um, I, I, I do, I, I completely agree. City will create an ample. It, again, it goes back to overcorrecting those issues for me. When you don't have Rodri, you sort of moving Bernardo Silva about, you're putting the onus on Phil Foden to come deeper, and yes, he possibly could be doing more, but Phil Foden's strengths are in and around the box. I go back to 2020, 2021, I think it was, or 21, 22, um, when City didn't have a striker. City played with Phil Foden as the false nine for a lot of the times, so and he was getting so many one-touch finishes inside the six-yard box. I don't particularly like Phil Foden as much when he's 30, 35, 40 yards away from goal. I like Phil Foden when he's 20 yards away from goal. Um, that's just how I think his, his strength should be utilised. So obviously you take Rodri out of the team, you, you're overcompensating, you're, you're doing bits and bobs and John Stones as well. I think one of my predictions, or it may have been Andrew Detmers, or it may have been both of us um, at the start of the season, was saying something like, uh, so no, I think it was Joe Ricci actually. I'm getting getting my Americans confused, oh dear. Um, but I think it was something like John Stones will get ten goals this season because in preseason he was he was scoring for fun. Genuinely, he was playing mm-hmm. such he was playing such a crucial role. Obviously, gets injured after the, after the Community Shield and then doesn't appear until Arsenal again. So fingers crossed it isn't the Arsenal curse and he does actually return after the international break. But you know, it, it is it is one of those 
it has been one of those starts of the season, I think. The fact that City is still 100% in the Champions League, granted, easy-ish group, it has to be said. Um, within touching distance of the top of the league, having only just fallen off the top of it, two points, it's, it's nothing. Guardiola always says it is about being there come the second half of the season. If you're there or thereabouts, mm-hmm. you'd back City to do it any time. I mean, <laughs> I foolishly at some points last season didn't back City to do it and, and look what happens um, with, with room to spare Let, let's finish today's show then speaking about some of the summer signings because um, I feel like we've seen enough of them now um, at least definitely in terms of uh, Gvardiol in terms of Kovacic obviously Doc who's made a good impact as well maybe less so Mateus Nunes but obviously he came in a little bit later let's start quickly we've got Gvardiol because we spoke about him uh, briefly and I can't imagine this going on too long but perfect fit that, that that's why you pay close to 100 million pounds I think it was you know you can see why City targeted him you can see why he wanted to come he just looks like we have once again gone out and captured one of the best talents in world football last year it was Erling Haaland this year it's Guardiola. um could get used to this yeah 100% I mean he's, he's here for the next 10 years isn't he and that, mm. that's all you need to say he's gonna fit in our system for the next 10 years and I can't wait to watch him for the next 10 years he's he's quick he's um He's he's very good on the ball. Like no, it's ridiculous. Calm. It's stupid. So calm. Like it's mental. You can tell he's been played that way his, his whole life. Mm. Not not just his career. But yeah, perfect fit. I don't think there's much more to say about him. Otherwise, uh, I just can't wait to see more of him play. I can't actually wait to see him play alongside John Stones. Because oh, I can imagine yeah. those two handsome together. partnership as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking more about what they were going to be doing with the football at the feet, but um, yeah, yeah, so that, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. fair play. It, it's an easy distraction to have, but um, I just imagine against a, a mid to low table team, we're going to be seeing some wonderful long ranging passes and, and sweeping goals. Um, but hopefully that's to come after the international break. How about his Croatian teammate then, um, Matej Kovacic? Because I feel like he started the season fantastically. And and again, mm-hmm. the caveat is that was with Rodri because he came back after injury. I think it was the Newcastle game in the League Cup, obviously Rodri's first game of his suspension. And I feel like the last three or four matches have been a little different in terms of what we've seen him. Obviously, he's been playing a little bit deeper, whereas at the start of the season, he was almost a second striker next to yeah. Alvarez um, just behind Erling Haaland. He was making those sort of balls that we saw Gundogan do a lot of the time. So he is a versatile player, but I'm not so sure he is the deputy to Rodri that some people were hoping he would be when he was signed. It does feel like he's another one of those advanced eights as opposed to somebody who can tick a few boxes in and around the midfield. Yeah, definitely. He's, he reminds me of a slower Gundo. Like yeah. He, he's slightly slower compared to him, where he, he likes to be in that roaming eight position where he's just given a bit of freedom. Mm. You can tell that. It's a bit slower defensively. Like he, he was caught out a couple of times against Arsenal. He's been caught out yeah. a couple of times in the last couple of and, games. And it should have been sent off, really. It should have been sent yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, it just should have been. Um, but it's, it's a case of. I, there's nothing to worry about, I don't think, with his first with his, no, with no. his start to start to his career. I, I I just think that people need to get the Gundo out of their heads. I know I've just referred him to Gundo, <laughs> but he, he, you're never going to get a Gundo again. Mm. He's, he's, he's just sensational. He's, he's the best ex-girlfriend or boyfriend anyone will ever have. Oh yeah, he's, he's the one that you're always going to talk about. <laughs> the parents still want you to. The parents oh, still want yeah. you to go back and marry them. Um, oh. No, nothing will ever compare. 
Oh, 100%. He's, he's a grandma's favourite, isn't he? He'll go good with a grandma's favourite. She still sends, but, uh, still sends Christmas cards every year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> They've not well, been together for 20 Argon, years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I I like I like Kovacic. He's, yeah. he's not he's not world class, but he's very good. That's mm. how I describe him. Yeah, um, and, and I think he can definitely have the um, ability to go on and, and sort of punch his way into the team. Obviously, the the shadow of Kevin De Bruyne, uh, his absence mm-hmm. is is sort of punctuating um, this this period of the season. And it'll be interesting to see when he comes back because I actually think pre um the last couple of weeks or so i made a bold claim i think it was on one of the whatsapp groups where i said my prediction for, it sounds like fan fiction and it probably is to be fair but um stick with me one of my predictions for the rest of the season is kevin de bruyne comes back but he doesn't dislodge alvarez from his position in the in the team fast forward a couple of months city make the champions league final against real madrid at wembley kevin de bruyne starts on the bench Kevin De Bruyne comes off the bench. He scores the winning goal in front of the Real Madrid fans. And not only that, he does the Jude Bellingham arms out celebration in front of the Real Madrid end to win City the Champions League, put to bed the narrative having been taken off injured in the previous two Champions League finals and is forever remembered as the greatest central midfielder of all time. Um, that's a tangent and a half. We've just gone off. But I, <laughs> I, I, but, but that, that, I just needed to get that out there on record in case it does actually come true and I'm, I'm lauded as some sort of um, psychic future teller. But I guess the wider point is that Kevin De Bruyne coming back into the team opens up a lot of questions for the players in that midfield and, and Kovacic being one of them. Uh, finally then, last couple. I, I, I feel like, quickly then, Nunes, um, I, I don't personally have much to say. He was the fourth choice signing. He looks good in those games where City have a lot of the ball. Wolves is a weird one. It was going back to the club that he just left under sort of unceremonious circumstances, I guess. He was getting booed. It was a game where no City player looked good. Gonna write it off, but you know, he, he's he's a functional player and I'm, I'm sure he'll come good. Um, again, he, he's probably not going to be a starting 11 player, but that's not what he was signed to do. No, definitely not. He's he's a good player again. He's he's all right. We I don't think we've seen enough of him. I, I, I agree with you. I, just, I think wait out a little bit with Nunes, where mm. he, he could come very good. Um, is he younger? I believe he's younger in Kovacic yeah. as well. So uh, twenty five, I think he is. Um, yeah, so check. it works in his favor. It works in his favor again. Um, but yeah, he looks very comfortable with the ball at his feet. Makes starting runs is what you want from an eight. He's, he's, he's another one that's very similar to Kovacic. Now mm. we've got the. Men back, he's looking like he's probably going to alternate with Kovacic rather than both of them start together. I feel like it's going to be very rare we see them both play together, mm. um, unless we've got more injuries. But yeah, I've, he's been fine. Fine is a word, to, I think, just to, to describe him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fine, um, which is all you can really ask for, I guess, four or five matches mm-hmm. into Manchester City career. Um, speaking about a fellow then who has made an instant impact, as we said, Jeremy Doku. Um, I obviously had question marks at the start when, when he came in. I, I wondered more specifically in the in the scope, in the sphere of letting Cole Palmer go. And I will again reiterate, I, I feel like that's a massive mistake and City will come to regret it. However, he can only do what, what's being asked of him and he certainly brings another dimension still feel sometimes that maybe his talent can be better cultivated in certain moments. I don't feel like every time he receives the ball, he has to take on a player. I think against Arsenal, he tried five dribbles and and didn't win one of them or didn't complete one of them. And I think immediately after coming on, he tried one against Sinchenko 
and then we'll switch across to the other side. It's like, okay, have a go at, at Ben Wright, uh, Ben Ben White. Um, it wasn't very right at all. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, he he's a he's a live wire, and I guess that's why he was brought in just to make stuff happen. Hashtag. Yeah, he's raw. He's just mm. roaring in. He's he's exciting as a fan. Um, he's going to come very good. I think he's very very good. He seems a bit of a quiet lad as well. Like. He's not mm. his big, bold, brash personality. He's quite a quiet, unassuming yeah. lad, which I, I, can't, I quite like as well. Yeah, yeah, he's I think he's a very I nice think, fella. Yeah, he's going to flourish, I think. He's, I think he's going to flourish. He's, he's another one where we're building for the future. Another thing that people need to remember is the players we brought in are a lot younger mm. and a lot less experienced than the players that have left. It's a transition phase. It's going to happen. We need we need seasons to bed in. You, you know how he's like to play under Guardiola. Like we've written players off after a season. People wrote Gundogan off for a season, mm. and look what, what, what happened. Like sometimes you need they need these players to adapt. He's coming to a brand new country. He's raw. He loves football. He wants to just run at everybody. He, 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 I think he's going to come very good. I'm mm. excited. Yeah, I made the comparison when he did his celebration um, of being like a little puppy, and I'll make it again in yeah. terms of what, 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 like he just when he's on the ball, just chasing after everything. Um, I, I do feel like obviously under Guardiola, with with time, that will be harnessed to be much more effective in certain situations. But certainly, no complaints with that so far. Um, I guess we'll round off then. Decent start to season. You rated it seven point five. Is there any glaring issues then that you don't think we've covered that you're sort of Maybe fearing when the international break is over, that could come back to, uh, come back to bite City. Rather, um, I don't know. It, it, it does feel like it, we, we may be looking back on this last couple of games when Rodri's back um, in isolation, going, "Oh, wasn't that a weird time?" After we've gone on a fourteen-game winning streak, or do you feel like maybe perhaps the Arsenal game was a, an indication that things aren't necessarily as Free flowing within the squad as as some would hope. At what is it? Uh, October the eleventh. Um, so you yeah. know, not even a third way through the season. But sometimes you do need to start seeing that early doors. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, I think that people are also forgetting that teams have strengthened. Like look at mm. Tottenham, look at Arsenal, look at Liverpool. They've strengthened a lot in the past year. Mm. Like we're not going to walk all over them like we did last year. That's just not going to happen. And to still be two points there when you've got they're coming off in like a new season buzz. Obviously, they've got uh, Tottenham got a new manager. Liverpool have got these all shiny, really flashy attacking players. Where mm. they're going to come good, aren't they? They're going to come in and try and hit the ground running. That's just that's how modern football works. So don't be worried. Like it's 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 going to happen. We we we've been in a bad situation and we've come out of it the other side in a very good position, which I quite like. So now we've got all the players back. We're going to go on a 19-game win streak. I'm going to sing lots of songs in the South Stand. I'm going to I'm going to take the piss out of lots of other teams. You're not going to see much us. football. You're going to you're going to miss another four red cards and 15 goals at the start of second half. As long as they don't score between <laughs> um, 45 and 60 minutes, I'm happy. Right, and and usually we do miss that, but it's just this mm. season. They've tried to think it, but I, as you say, I think we need to talk about that video um, that you sent into the group chat of the yeah. City Concourse 55 minutes in. What a dream <laughs> that looked. Every single person was jumping away. Mm. Ben Amanda, the game was boring, and you, all you could hear was Champions again, LA, LA. I've been singing it all day. Oh, it's been in my head. Yeah, it's been in my How head. How class was it for you, mate? Yeah, I know. It was, in, it was incredible, and, and I think that's part of 
to to round off the episode. I think that's part of the. I think there's, there's two camps this season. There's people who want City to go out there and, and do it all again. Maybe there's more than two camps. Um, maybe mm-hmm. it's more of a Venn diagram. But there's people who want to go out and see City do it again, win back to back. Champions League titles, do the treble, maintain this dominance. I think there's another sort of camp who are like, oh my God, we won the Champions League. The the club we've been following for two, three, four, 30, 40, 50 years, however it may be, have just sort of completed English football, so to speak. And there's that sort of, I think it's about finding that balance now between loving it and wanting to do it again, but also remembering like, oh my God, the achievement last year was incredible and it probably won't ever get as good as that. And going back to the the concourse at Arsenal at halftime, yeah, it was superb. I think it was just a, this season so far, I think from the fan perspective, has just been like, oh my God, um, it happened. And yeah, you can't live in, you can't, as as the Scousers and as, as United know, you can't live in the past. You do have to sort of continue going and improving. And I, and I do feel like City will come good this season. We'll win a few trophies. We've already won one, which is um, always nice to say in October. But yeah, um, interesting, interesting start to season. And really enjoyed the chat going through it. I think it's made me feel a little bit better about things. And hopefully, uh, listeners, it's made you feel a bit better about things as well. So yeah, Missy Baku Luke, um, we'll be wheeling you out whenever we need a little bit of dopamine down the line. <laughs> yeah, danke schön, everybody. Uh, if you ever need a little bit of a pick-me-up, just come find Luke Bardsley. Um, I'll, I'll be here to um, bring your spirits up, as always. Look at this, multilingual City Report podcast. Well, listeners, ciao, grazie. <laughs> Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 